Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold. Coming to the ring from parts unknown, at a combined weight of 853 pounds. Badasses. Pick a loaf and Dr. Zong. <laughs> wow, wow. Welcome to Silver and Gold. And when I mean fat asses, I mean online dating. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I am the loaf and with me, Dr. Zom. Yes, it is I. Me. Plenty of fat fish. Uh, This week, we're doing some uh, cheery Christmas movies about sick mothers. Um, My Life as a Dog from 1985. And Goodbye Lennon from 2003. I watched those. What? I watched them. I watched those too. We should talk about them. But first, how are you, sir? I have a new crown on my tooth. Congratulations. Which this morning, of course, since we were um, recording tonight, uh, I thought, man, I just go home, I'll just go to sleep, and blah, 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 blah. And then I remembered, oh, fuck. And a friend of mine at work said, oh, you just go in, they pop the temporary one off and just pop that one on. Ah, fuck, it just seemed like it took forever. <laughs> they get like big sausage fingers in my mouth and spritzing water into my back of my throat. I felt like I was in like a German Goo Girls. I was the <laughs> girl in the German Goo Girls movie. Choking on some spritz. Oh, it was. And your big tongue, you don't want to, you know, while they're back there filing and shit, you don't want to swallow, but you have to because you feel like you're being waterboarded by somebody. <laughs> by your so, hot dentist. Yeah. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, That's about it. Nothing else going on. Um, just kind of um, squeaking by through life, you know? <laughs> Living, living life to its half mastest. Uh, yeah, being mediocre. <laughs> hey, yeah, giggity. Um, yeah, another <laughs> week here. Uh, yeah. Did I do anything at all? Jesus Christ! Do you have any fat chicks sitting on your face? No, no. Uh, on your lap? Nope. On your foot? Nope. Mm-hmm. Maybe I had one step on my foot. <laughs> <laughs> How's work? Uh, it's pretty. It's work. Is it dull? Oh, it's Chris. Almost Christmas time. Should be picking up. It is very busy. Oh. Yeah. Um, but see, since I'm doing training now, it doesn't. For the most part, it doesn't really matter if it's busy or not because I see the same amount of people every day. Yeah. Um, I was a dumbass today and um, didn't realize I was supposed to be at work at eight o'clock instead of nine. So I'm sitting there on my ass at 830 just fucking on my iPad and <laughs> all, of sudden, all of a sudden I get a text message saying hey your uh, your 8 o'clock uh, appointment canceled uh, I just wanted to check and make sure you're coming in for your 9 I'm like 
uh, whoops. <laughs> I'll be there in five. Leave me alone. I'm depressed. Uh, yeah. So I always hate that because especially when you just don't even realize it and you're thinking, ah, hey, fuck, man, I got up early. I'm ready. I got plenty of time to <laughs> I know. around. I probably could have been there by eight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. And I, let's see. I, I, I bought a, did I say this last week? I bought a, a, a carafe. A thermal carafe for my coffee, no. so I could be fancy and make French press coffee and keep it hot. French press, yeah. So when you That's... stir it with your tongue, yeah, and it's hot. It's cut high on the waist. Ooh, <laughs> makes you look like um, you have a long butt. <laughs> long butted coffee, fresh from Colombia. Um, other than that, I don't have a goddamn thing. So, what have you been watching this week? Oh, wait a minute. Okay, I gotta sort myself out here for a minute. Okay. No, right. Um, most of the stuff that I watched, I really didn't watch anything that was like uh, mind-boggling, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like Dark Knight. Um, I got that on Blu-ray, and I watched it, and um, I just am amazed at how mediocre and um, uh, <laughs> fugly. Maggie Gyllenhaal is, and I still, I laugh, when I saw this in the theater, I literally, I was the only one, but I did a guffaw, like out loud laugh, when the Joker is, has her, and is like looking right in her face, and he goes, you are very beautiful, and her (laughs) hair is kind of fucking, looks like shit, and you know, she's got that (laughs) sad turtle face. And I did that in my living room, so you know, whatever. She's just oh, uh, I just saw the uh, the Honky Talk Man will be at NWA Legends next year. He's cool. He's cocky. Bad. That's gonna be that'd be fun. He's, yeah. he's maybe we can get him drunk. Um, he can take Jimmy Del Rey's place. Oh, and he's doing a VIP's uh, question and answer session. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's nice. I like that. Um. Watched uh, the new TV show, The Librarians. I've watched uh, the first uh, show was like two hours, mm-hmm. and uh, then I watched uh, the newest episode the other night. And uh, I love Rebecca Romaine Stamos, mm-hmm. uh, whatever the her last name. Oh, I love her. Uh, has her hair pulled back in a nice tight bun, and she just kicks ass. She's hot. Um, <laughs> I thought Noah Wiley was going to actually be in that like the entire time because he is like the main librarian guy. But I think he's just going to do like cameos because he's uh, probably still making his Space Aliens show where he's the president and they took over the world or whatever that is. Uh, is that called Homeland? I don't know what it's called. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I watched uh, Archangel starring Daniel Craig. I uh, love that book. Uh, still, after seeing the movie a couple times. Don't think the movie is near as good as the book. I watched the Terminator, the original Terminator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's a good goddamn. It is good to catch. It's a good movie. Oh god, that was the worst Arnold ever. Jesus, it was very good. (laughs) (laughs) My Arnold is so bad. Grabbing a pussy and grabbing an ass and stuff. (laughs) Going get get the Michael Bean. Um. Anyway. I watched that, and coincidentally, on Howard Stern, uh, 
I listened to on Howard 101. Uh, they had an interview with Arnold, and they had the private screening of um, Terminator 2 when it first came out, which was funny listening to him talk about that, and so on and so forth. And uh, it just amazes me over and over when uh, Howard will say, you know, I've been lifting weights and working out every day for like seven years, and how come I look the way I look, and how come you look the way you look? And Arnold's sitting, well, you know, you know what you need to do is uh, lift the heavy weight and, uh, and uh, eating the protein and all this stuff. And I'm like, you fucking piece of shit. You know what? He, why don't you just tell him? <laughs> you know, tell him what he needs to do. It's no secret. Um, I, it was really funny. And then the next, uh, the, they also uh, uh, played the interview with Arnold when they did the private screening of Terminator 3. And I'm just wondering why that girl from Terminator 3 never really, you know, took off. She made like some, like, Uwe Boll movies, and she's still hot because I saw her at Horror Hound, that Christina Locken. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was talking about how beautiful she was and uh, and so on and so forth. But the funny thing was on the one, uh, he was um, – Lost a listener. St- yeah. Stern uh, was talking about Linda Hamilton and what good shape she was in in uh, Terminator 2. And he asked Arnold if, if, he, if he got her, if, he got, if she got to see him naked and if they, if they fucked and all this and that. And uh, he said, no. He goes, I have a beautiful wife. I would never have any reason to do anything like that. And then, of course, <laughs> down the road, you know, now when you talk, he has a hundred to get the little kid and the child. Uh, <laughs> I watched uh, Valkyrie with uh, Tom Cruise, Tom Wilkinson. I mean, there's a bunch of fucking people in that fucking movie. And you know what? The first time I saw it, I was like, eh, it's all right. Uh, I watched it this time, and I started recognizing all these people I had seen in other movies. Uh, Kenneth Branagh was in it. Uh, and um, I liked it a lot more this time. Hmm. Uh, the Price of Gold is a 30 for 30 um, on Netflix, uh, ESPN 30 for 30, about the uh, Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan uh, thing, ice skating thingy, and it's uh, mostly – Nancy Kerrigan's not even on it. Tanya Harding is, and uh, oh, she's just trash. I don't give a thing. You know, <laughs> uh, she had a horrible upbringing. Her mom used to beat the shit out of her and stuff, and, and these people knew it when she was like younger coming up, and her coach and everything said, you know, I saw her mom just beating her and all this shit. And um, it was just – you know, but still, I don't know if she knew – she claimed she didn't know and that they're scumbag – husband and those guys did that shit but she seems pretty scummy and now she's really fat oh. i'm not saying nothing but she is kind of fat uh watch fat speaking of the speak of the devil um i watched fat man and little boy with paul newman john cusack and several other people and so on and so forth um it's about when they made the uh atomic bomb uh or two of them to drop on uh, the citizens of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I bought a um, a three DVD Blu-ray set at Walmart on impulse uh, that had. Um, yeah, wait a minute, my eyeball. Ma 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 ma. Um, Speaking of eyeball, it's a possibility. That pink eye is going around my store. Awesome. Fucking, what is this, second grade? <laughs> if somebody's got it. Yeah, and lice is next. I had it's that um, at work. Some 
chick that was sitting beside me say, oh my god i got pink eye and all this i was like stay away from me and god damn it i'm telling you what i had pink eye great yeah it's it's very catchy um I watched The Watchmen on Blu-ray, which looked fucking really great, and V for Vendetta, which looked really fucking great. I have both of those on blue as well. The other one in that set is Constantine, but I had just watched that one, so I did not watch it again. Been watching some hockey, uh, Sidney Crosby, and a whole bunch of other people in NHL, since we're talking about contagious diseases, uh, have <laughs> the developed the mumps. And it's off, it's weird, because it's teams that are across the country from each other, you know, and but all these guys in the NHL are getting the mumps. So mumps are making a big comeback. And I heard, now this is great for the dating scene since we were talking about uh, yeah. all these dating websites, um, that there is a, a very virulent strain of gonorrhea going around. Nice. And they said that it's almost, it's damn near impossible to get rid of. They have to put you on an IV uh, uh, and pump you full of antibiotics just to try and get rid of it. Because it's so resistant to, so you might just want to jack off. Yeah, well, uh, I don't even want to do that these yeah. days. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, I didn't watch anything. I watched. Um, awesome. Went on Netflix. Yeah. And I finished. No, I take that back. I didn't quite finish. I watched Pulp Fiction. Okay. Um, it's still long. It's still awesome. Um. I uh, really laugh at uh, how Quentin Tarantino just gets away with using the N-word so much. Yeah. <laughs> and I will never forget, I saw that movie in the theater, and there was uh, two black guys sitting behind us who were very angry every time that word was used. And uh-huh. that word is used about 150 fucking times in that movie. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those situations where – and they like they were like yelling – they were pissed. They were like kicking seats. Jesus. And I'm like, I wanted to turn around and just say, if this is fucking pissing you off, why don't you just leave? But <laughs> at the same time, then it's like, what do you, you can't. So I just had to sit there and just deal with it. Why couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were pissed off enough as it is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, say what? So, yeah, that was that's my first memory of Pulp Fiction. But... Uh, but I've seen it a lot of times since then. But it's, it's been a while, so I was lazy and I put it on Netflix and watched it. And uh, I watched also watched Inglorious Bastards on Blue, which I had seen uh-huh. a few times also. And it's still good. And Hans Landa is an asshole. And um, it ties into the uh, movie we watched this week because Daniel Brühl is a mm-hmm. little piece of shit in it. Uh-huh. Um, Live Free or Die Hard I watched on Blu-ray. Uh, I've not seen this one. This is the 2007 one about cyber terrorists, and uh, and it has the Mac guy in it. And eh, it was all right. It was, yeah, it was a little. I'll tell you, the second one was probably my least favorite of the first three. It is my least favorite of the first three. And the first, I had never seen this one. I, I I'd never seen the fifth one either. The first one, I will stand behind beside this statement. Behind this, beside, behind? Side or behind. I will stand with this statement, hand in hand, that it might be the best action movie of all time. The third one I really like a lot. Samuel L. Jackson always brings it. The second one, we reviewed it on Action Attraction. It's pretty good. But this one, it didn't have the same feel. It was just, the third one was starting to approach this. It's just, it was too big. Like, 
like when 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 there's like a jet and uh you know trucks flying through the air and i don't know it wasn't barely like barely missing bruce willis yeah i mean over and over and over barely missing him it's fine but there there were parts of it that it's were not felt fine just say very reminiscent of the other movies like i like bruce willis a lot but the movie was just a little too large i think for the ty- for it didn't have the claustrophobia of the first movie you know yeah and the 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 sense of space is just getting broader and broader, and I imagine in the fifth one with Russia, he maybe he's just fucking just marching across Siberia. <laughs> um, eh, it's all right. Um, I watched Looper. Um, I said on the group that whenever I pour cream into coffee, it makes me think of that movie, and I've keep been wanting to watch it since I've been making uh, fancy coffees lately. Um, so I put it on and made fancy oh, coffee. You're a dandy. I'm a dandy. Oh, a um, real and watched ladies. Looper. <laughs> yeah. And Looper is still Looper. awesome. And um, you did, it's like a Bruce Willis. You were in a Bruce Willis thing. <laughs> I was. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, Pulp Fiction. Lit, yeah, lit. I watched three, three Bruce Willis movies, and that's the only other thing I watched this, me- wonder, this week. I wonder if what a shrink would say about that. I think I'm out of movies to watch with him, though. Yeah. Unless I want to watch rewatch Die Hard. Oh, he's making some straight to DVD shit in here lately. Ooh, he's got one with Thomas Jane coming out, where that it's kind of like good. a yeah. I like I like Bruce Willis. Yeah. He might be a dick in real life. Is he a but... dick? Kevin Smith didn't have good things to say. Yeah, about but him. Kevin Smith's kind of a fucking. Okay, yeah, but I don't know. I'm afraid he is. I don't want to hear about it if he is because I like him. <laughs> He's pretty Alicia Class, so I mean, you know, she's a she was a favorite of mine. Of porn. Yeah. She's um. Other than that, uh, Gronky stopped by. We watched uh, TLC pay per view. Um, it was not good, but there was the, it had a very. Very good opening, very good opening match, and it had a, a good closing match. The middle was a shit sandwich. Um, it's the shit sandwich. Everybody except well, so the opening match was a ladder match. Mm-hmm. It was Dolph Ziggler and L- what's his name? Uh, he was one of the Wyatt guys with the dark beard, not Eric Rowe and Luke Harper. Did they um, break them up? They did break them up. Well, that's they stupid. really. I know. You know, they broke up the Shield and they broke up the Wyatts. There's there's no more factions except for the new uh, maybe racist New Day uh, uh, group, the three black guys that are uh, – they're kind of like gospel superheroes. And Quentin Tarantino's their manager. <laughs> awesome. So they used uh, to do – they would have um, – during the um, – all the shit going on with uh, – Israel and the uh, I don't know all the, in the seventies they had the Sheik, mm-hmm. the original Sheik, and, but his manager was this guy Eddie Creechman who was Jewish. So they would do shit like that, and then they nice. had these Nazis, um, the Von Brauners uh, and Saul Weingroff, uh, who was Jewish, was their manager. <laughs> so kind of like that when they do stuff like that. Um, yeah, the I mean I don't know they have not done anything kind of edgy like that lately. <clears throat> Uh, meh. I did. I did meet a wrestler today. I forgot her name, um, but she wrestles for an all women's league in Florida <laughs> called Shine Pro or something. Shine something, and um, she was saying that she we were talked we 
It just came across because I don't know where the personal joke came from, but she was being basically I started helping her after someone else and he was joking with her about being Batman or something. I didn't understand what it was exactly. And she's like, actually I am kind of a superhero and pulls out this photo and tries to show him. And he wasn't really paying attention. And she's like, I'm a pro wrestler. I was like, what? And she had a picture. She's like, I'm going to tag team with somebody. Did you ask and her? No. Was she hot? Um, not really. Not she was really? nice, but no, she wasn't hot at all. Actually. Yeah, but you'd have a lot in common. Well, we did. We talked about, um, I, don't, I think she lives, she must live around here, but wrestles in Florida on occasion. But she, you know, she's, uh, she talked about like, she, she, I asked her if she would gonna, if she would ever do the Charlotte thing. And she said she didn't really get along with Greg Price. Um, but she loved Paul Orndorff and, uh, like she's met all these guys, like she's hung out with all these guys. Um, Come dumpster. I didn't ask her. <laughs> yeah. She's a rat. No, I'm just rat. Um, I didn't, I didn't ask her to train or anything. No, I said rat. Oh, rat. <laughs> um, no, I didn't, I didn't ask her who trained her or anything like that, but, uh, she was probably older than me, so she'd probably been doing it a while and never really made it big. So, but ask she's, her if nice. she's ever had sex with Tommy Rich. Wildfire. Hey, you ever had sex with Tommy Wildfire Ranch? Get crazy. Get crazy down that puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's take a break. That's all I did this week. Yeah. What? Is watch Ranch. Well, uh, let's you did a do... lot. You did a lot more than you thought you did, see? I, I watched four movies. Oh, and I, I, I still watch The Flash, and I've been watching more Doctor Who. Back on Tom Baker. Did Tom I say that Baker. last week? Yeah. Daily Motion. They added the Daily Motion channel on Apple TV, so uh, you can you can watch the French YouTube on Apple TV. Now. French YouTube. Daily Motion. I think it's based in France. It's like kind of like YouTube. Um, but Is I think it all it's in French? In... No, no. It's just like a YouTube type, type site, but it's, I think a company in France started it. So listen, this is America. You watch America YouTube. Well, American YouTube doesn't have Doctor Who on it. <sighs> <laughs> okay, let's take a break and we'll go in chronological order this week. We'll come back and talk about uh, Mit Liv Som Hund. We'll be right back. <laughs> the following message is a paid advertisement for The Cult of Muscle podcast. The Cult of Muscle. You're either in it or you're dead. It's the dawning of a new age. The halls of Valhalla have been shuttered. The heroes of yore have either retreated to the shadows or taken to capering for the amusement of the small folk, their past glories of distant memory. The barbells have been torn from their once puma-strong grips. The beards shone from their square jaws, only to be transplanted onto flannel-clad, puny weaklings with fingers barely powerful enough to strum a ukulele. The time has come, my brothers. To restore order from the chaos. No longer will our heroes be forgotten. No longer will their great deeds be viewed through a foggy lens of irony. Hear now our rallying cry as we scream it from the mountaintops, as we bellow it from iTunes and Libsyn and Facebook. It's time to join the cult, my brothers. So don your cloaks and enter the cult of muscle. That CDR is a creep. Creepy. Kids are 
right, that was Modest with the Rolling Stones. Um, that mix sounded weird. It was like all in my right ear. All right. Um, what are we doing? Oh. We are doing Mit Liv Sam Und, or, as it's known in Chile, El Año del Arco Iris, which means, like, Year of the Rainbow or something, which is weird. Um, or My Life as a Dog. 1985. Uh, this is directed by uh, Las Hallström. It's a Swedish film, film, um, starring a bunch of kids and a goofy guy with curly blonde hair. Um, nobody I'd really seen before, but uh, Tom, what'd you think of all my life as a dog? Ooh, you know what? Um, I didn't actually watch it. I almost farted and, bur- and uh, burped at the same time, which would have been fucking awesome. Burp. <laughs> it's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Next review. Midlife some und. This is a great movie to talk about today, and because it's not German. <laughs> Or Austrian. No, it's not the dog. But anyway, uh, I can just see that, uh, you know, living in there and uh, being a child. Um, <laughs> I love this fucking movie. I don't yeah? like, I, I, I want to be one of these people that like um, plays with your emotions and and drags it out like building this thing or trying to fool you by saying that I didn't kind of acting like maybe I didn't like it and then and then in the end saying no I loved it but I did <laughs> love it I thought it was awesome um now let's get into this movie a little bit let's dig, okay. delve into it um it's I know that when we said we were going to review these movies, it was, you know, uh, about like a mother-son kind of a thing or, you know, sick mother and so yeah. And um, so I actually watched them in reverse order. So I watched the one we're going to review next first. And then I watched this one and I, I, I hadn't heard anything about it. And, you know, and then when it first came up and I saw it was Criterion, I thought, oh, you know, for the most part, most of the stuff on Criterion is interesting or really good, with yep. the exception of a couple of movies. Um, one by Kevin Smith that I don't want to talk about. Um, anyway, <laughs> wait, what? He has a Criterion? No, is it? Is or no? Is it? No, nah, he might not. Have, it didn't. Oh, you know the, what? Chasing Amy. I yeah, think that's I fucking, hate that fucking ugh. movie. It's so horrible. It makes me want to fucking. Ratchet. Is Clerks on Criterion? Nah, that's the one I was thinking about. Chasing. I do like Clerks. Yeah, Clerks is okay. Clerks I, I read in the elevator cop, with Dante with his big gold cross around his neck. <laughs> Classy, brah. Classy. <laughs> Classy, there, boy. <laughs> So anyway, um, <laughs> Wacky. let's get back on track because I'm like, you know, doing all these noises. <laughs> I'm giddy. I'm so giddy. I love this movie. This is this this movie uh, on first watch has become a, a favorite. I, I just um, it hits on every fucking in every way, uh, especially growing up, you know, being a 
you know, growing up as a little kid and you know, a little boy, you know, from that perspective, I really can relate. And some of the stuff that, that goes on, um, you start out, um, with this family and I don't know, did, did the mom, I wonder if the mom, did she have like tuberculosis or uh, it, yeah, it must've been something, something like, like that. that. Maybe she had lung cancer. I don't know, but she's, um, she's raising these two sons and their little dog and pretty much on her own. And, uh, they start out showing her and, and it's all from the, from the youngest boy's perspective. And, um, Ingmar. Yeah, Ingmar. And um he um they show him and his mom at the beach and she he says that she reads a lot, but she's like reading while they're sitting, you know, by this lake and uh he's, you know, kind of doing what little boys do, acting silly and she's laughing at him. They're showing that, you know, good times. And um then you find out that she's she's sick and she kind of, you know, I can imagine from a, a a kid's perspective. Now this kid's probably how old do you think? Uh maybe like nine, maybe yeah. ten. And uh if that, you know, I think it might even be I thought it might be even be a little bit younger than that. I don't know. Um Well, but, they gotta be around that age because of his friend who's developing. Yeah, that's true. I forgot, yeah. I forgot about the the chick. Um But it, it's you start to see the um the strain. First of all, she's sick. She's mm-hmm. she's coughing up blood, and and uh, you know, really, you know, she just drops her to her knees, and she'll just start retching and stuff. But also the strain of a single mother with uh, two boys, and boys will be boys. You know, they're playing pranks on each other, and uh, and especially the youngest one. You know, he's just full of energy, and uh, and has just such an imagination and everything that. Uh, He's always, he, he seems like he's always getting into it. And those things are funny because they're like, you know, there's something wrong with him. There's something wrong with him. And it's like, you know, nah, he's just a kid. I mean, that's how kids are goofy the, and stupid. And The milk thing things. might have been something wrong with him. Yeah, there was something <laughs> there because he had this phobia. And it even went through the entire movie. Yeah. Um, I think it was just a phobia, something when, in his head where he couldn't drink in front of people. When somebody was like – like, m- imploring him to do so well even even it toward the end when he's at that little girl's party nobody's even but but there's just people he i think he feels like they're watching him and his hands yeah. start shaking and then as soon as he takes his glass and goes upstairs where there's nobody there he can just drink it you know like it's nothing he uh, just throw it in his face yeah that was odd because i thought he was just being a little shit you know at first and then i was like oh <laughs> something's not right here but um the dad has went away to pick bananas, and somebody's got to do it. <laughs> oh, somewhere he's somewhere on the equator. Yeah, and so they said, you know, people say, "Well, where's your dad?" and everything is like, "Well, you know, he's picking bananas." And the one little girl says, "You know, well, he could have come back." He said, "Well, who's going to pick the bananas?" You know, this is it. but this stuff like that—that's just like a little boy's perspective that—that's kind of touching. Yeah. That, that they they, you know, they don't know the world, and they they. He probably idolizes or hero worships his dad, even though he's never even met him because he's heard these stories. And, um, but they they get to be where they're too much for the mom to handle uh, for her health reasons. I mean, just being stressed out and everything. And they say, well, you know, we need to um, to uh, you guys need to go away for a little bit and give your mom a fucking break, you little shits. 
you know, throwing <laughs> fucking shit all over the place and doing all kinds of stuff. Um, so the worst part about, I mean, okay, they, they take, uh, he can't take his uh, dog with his little scruffy dog that is his, his pal. He can't take it with him. What was his dog's name? Cipra, something like yeah, that. Yeah, Sim- something like that. S- 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 I can't remember. Anyway, it's not it's not in the uh, an IMDb. <laughs> so anyway, um, he gets sent to his uncle's, and you know, at first, like I said, everything's from the boy's perspective, and at first, you're kind of like, oh my god, this would be so awful, you know. Not only he loves his mother, and you know, he wants to to help her and take care of her and stuff, and and uh, they show the car ride, and they get separated. The the other son, I don't know where the fuck he went. Um, but he even gets separated from his brother, which might not have been a bad thing because they they kind of tormented each other and shit a little bit. And because um, the the brother's little, is older and you yeah. know, um, so he gets separated. But then it's almost like a, <clears throat> this whole new world opens up because in some of these movies you think, oh God, what's this going to be? He's going to go live with them and they're going to be assholes and be abusive or whatever. But it's it's not. It, he yeah. goes to this little uh, town um, where his uncle lives, and his uncle and his aunt um, have a, a house that, that – um, and they're – they do really well with kids for one thing. I thought, you know, my God, the way that they dealt with him and treated him and everything, everything was – it was really – is really great, I thought. You know, mm-hmm. uh, even the old man. There was an old man that they rented a old man and an old woman they rented a room to uh, that live uh, on the floor below them because it's it's kind of a the gla- they work for a glass blowing yeah. like I guess it's a it's not a corporation but I mean it's as close as you would get in a small town and, right and it's kind of like with, with, with the coal mining, how the coal the coal company owns the houses, and yeah. so that's what they do. Like they with the, with the people they employ, they rent them these houses. Which is weird because there's a, a glass uh, factory like that. Let's see, one, two blocks over from my house that I grew up. It, it's called Fenton Glass. They're like real uh-huh. famous. Make Fenton Glass, and uh, we used to go over there during school when they'd give us a tour. And when they were walk, when you were walking through, it was just like this movie. You'd see the guys with the big long things blowing the nice. glass and turning them and everything. And a lot, a lot of my friends' uh, dads worked there. So, um, but he takes care of this old man. He just basically goes down there and and sits with him. And the old man kind of. <laughs> is bedridden he just lays there but he has a little boy read uh read uh from uh the the bra and girdle and uh underwear uh catalog and hides it from his wife which i thought was fucking hilarious and um he doesn't want to read it himself yeah. he just likes somebody to read him the descriptions of the various bras <laughs> yeah. and underwear which you know and then it's, it's just a little thing you know and i guess this was a, a actual um from the from the memoirs of uh, was it Radar Janssen uh, wrote the, wrote these books about his life and everything. So this is him, you know, a, a novel based on you know his his upbringing, and um, he's just introduced to this whole this little town. Everybody gets along pretty much for the most part, uh, and through a boy's eyes. 
Um, that's, that's the, the one thing that I just loved about it is how they had like this um, thing to uh, on a cable to uh, bring uh, tools and stuff up to like the roof of a house or a barn or something. Mm-hmm. And to the kids, it became like a spaceship. And they would get up there, and they'd get in, and, and the guy would uh, had a, uh, it was on a cable, had a lever that he'd pull, and it would go down, and they'd pretend. <laughs> and, and another thing from the from the boys' perspective is um, just seeing life and how amazing it is. It takes place. He 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 must read a lot too, or other than the bra ads and stuff. Where his uh, and his mom reads a lot, and he's like reading about. Um, when the Russians uh, first went into space and they shot a dog into space. Yeah, the dog, uh, Laika, that went to Sputnik. Yeah, and he, um, the way that he sees things, uh, he, and just describing it from a boy's point of view, it's kind of touching and it's also kind of, uh, it's, kind of sad like how you know you wouldn't like normal people or not normal people i shouldn't say that but as an adult you know i had heard the story about the dog and everything that they shot Mm -hmm. up into space but i never really put that much thought into it and then when i started thinking about it from the way he was describing it it's really kind of sad you know what they did and um so he sees kind of things that way, and you you have that voiceover narration from the little boy about things like that and things that, that are in the paper. And um, he meets a bunch of other little kids, and um, they develop uh, this little relationship of, you know, what kids do and um, playing and so on and so forth. And uh, they have these <laughs> little boxing matches. And I didn't put two and two together at first because his name's Ingmar. And I was a big into boxing for years and years and years from the time I was a little kid up until mm-hmm. probably Jesus Christ, uh, up until probably like 1996, I went to, I, had, I went to a gym and, you know, boxing and all this stuff and everything. And then when I, um, got my new job, you know, I just kind of, uh, I stopped going to that gym and going to a gym you know, where my work and everything. And, uh, so I just totally got out of it. I even have like pictures of down in my basement, uh, eight by tens of like, uh, Rocky Marciano and Joe Lewis and shit on the walls and everything. Still, you know, they got dust all over them. But anyway, um, they, the little kids, uh, have these little boxing matches and they'll get in and, and, uh, they kept saying, you know, and, and at this one time, I think it was like in the, very early 60s, late 50s, early 60s. Um, Ingmar Johansson was a, a professional boxer in Sweden. And um, he, Floyd Patterson was the heavyweight champion over here and everything. And it was like a big thing that, you know, Ingmar, I remember my mom and, or my dad and my uncle and stuff talking about Ingmar Johansson. And uh, he, actually became the heavyweight champion of the world, which is like a, this big thing, you know, I mean, yeah. for a country as small as, you know, Sweden and everything. And so anyway, uh, they have these little boxing matches and, and there's, uh, there's this, uh, girl and at the, when they first meet, she's really very tomboyish. At first I thought she was a boy. Well, she, well, she's trying to hide it yeah. and everybody calls her Floyd. 
Yeah, they call her Floyd, and it was just funny because the one they box is like she's Floyd Patterson and he's Ingemar Johansson. And, um, but it, it's funny, like it, these little things. I, I like when they do this sort of thing in movies with kids. Like, you know, I, I don't know what kids are like now. I've not been around kids for a long time. But you know, you when you make do when you're a kid with with whatever you have, your your imagination, yeah. you find little things to play with. You know, and they. They have this like rickety little boxing ring they've made in the top of this barn that the spaceship is in, and um, they. Uh, they're but they're they, in the, they're 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 in their own little world. Yeah, and they only but they only have one pair of boxing gloves that Floyd owns, and so instead of one person wearing them and one person not, they just one person bo- boxes southpaw, the other one boxes right-handed, and they just you know you have to fake with with your hand that's not with yeah. a glove and you you only punch with one with one hand that's how they share and, and it does it really does take you back like you said yeah. i don't know these days like with my nephew and stuff uh you know he, he you're playing video games where everything is you know if you wanted to be the incredible hulk it's right there on the screen if you want to be a you know a soldier fighting the fucking nazi germans or whatever whereas we went out and we either had a plastic gun or a stick you know, and, and you, uh, your bicycle was your horse or a, a fucking race car or whatever. Yeah. And it, but your imagination is was so fucking uh, amazing back then that you could turn everything. And in your mind, you were doing this stuff. You know, whereas now the only thing you use your imagination for is to beat off. Um, <laughs> and that only lasts for 10, 15 seconds. Yeah, once you, once you get old, you're just, you know, life just ends. Uh, you just go to work every day and go home and cry. <laughs> but um, the, there's so much, there's so many things in this that I just loved. Um, I actually laughed out loud watching this where uh, he, he uh, hangs out at the uh, glass factory and becomes kind of like a little mascot. Uh, that's another thing about this um, where – Everybody it was like it was like a, the community uh, feel of this, mm-hmm. where um, everybody in the community knows each other, and it's it's a small little town, and they all get together and do stuff. They all work at the same place, and the, the guy on the the guy on the roof you know? really made me fucking laugh. It was what that, the guy on the roof is what made me yeah. laugh. <laughs> he was funny. <laughs> they just like he just was up on the roof all the time. They were like, he came down, you know. Um, <laughs> But there, in the um, in the factory, there's a, a blonde that works there. That's kind of like a, the the local bombshell. She's yeah. blonde, and the little boy. This one scene, he's just he he just matter of fact. I guess I don't know if it's because he's seen other people do it. She's sitting there, and he's just a little boy, and he just walks over and just smacks her on the ass, <laughs> which was hilarious. Um, I felt like I had seen. She looked very familiar to me, but I look at her IMDb. This is Ing- Ingmarie Carlson. I, I didn't really recognize anything she had been in. She was a hottie, um, and, and and she was uh, in something called Oh Shit in two thousand five. I, I like that his uncle was always trying to like sneak a peek, or and he'd be over there talking to her, and his wife would walk by, and he'd suddenly like Oh Shit, and put his head down and like follow his wife, you know, because he knew he'd got busted. <laughs> Yeah, hot chick. They got that. They got that shitty little house that they keeps building, and, and they they listen to that same record over and over again. That his wife just it drives her. Yeah, that shit. was funny because his wife hated it, but he him and the little boy he'd be like, "You want to play it again?" Because they knew it made her mad, and they were just <laughs> just little things like that, little cute things. There wasn't a ton of uh, like nastiness or anything. You did no. have 
you did have um, um, he kind of gets lost in that world. He makes all these you know new friends and everything. Um, you had some things where um, when he's stuck, he's dick in the pop bottle. Oh. That was funny. That was just like a, but that was just another thing like a little boy would do. You know, it's 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 it, you know it'd be embarrassing and everything. But um, you kind of like probably like he does a little bit lose uh, yourself in in the moment and his mom is still sick and then they they kind of bring you back to that but he's still you know he loves his mother i mean they show they they never show that he's like um he forgets about her or anything because he's like calling her on the phone and and talking to her and telling her everything that he's doing and um then when uh they they he they end up going he ends up going back uh, to the, to his mother, and I thought, oh, you know, this, you know, how things are going, and um, but <sighs> yeah, you don't want to give too much away as far yeah, yeah, as yeah. as far as like stuff. But I will say this: um, I watched this, and I just it just took me back, and I really I thought it just hit spot on as far as uh, how little kids see things, and how you know a little boy and just his life and all the stuff the uh, adults that he really liked that, that took the time to kind of talk to him and not, and just be his buddy, like his uncle and stuff like that. When they were building the little, the little, uh, playhouse or whatever the hell they were building. Yep, yep. And, um, things that happened, like where he would get upset and when he ran into the playhouse and locked the door and that stuff. Um, <laughs> And, and not only that, but then when the the one little girl had the the the, the, the uh, Floyd that likes him, and then she does something that kind of uh, upsets him, and then there's another little girl that comes along that sees him, and she she's kind of more like a, a, a dress, wears dresses and stuff, and then Floyd getting jealous. Which I loved all that stuff because I mean that's shit that just happens. Yeah. And 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 even the stuff with Floyd and him because little girls mature faster, as physically and you know as far as that kind of stuff goes, and how she was with him and it kind of he didn't know how to handle it and everything. Now I read some stuff on IMDb um, where somebody had written like something about uh, this movie has like child nudity and stuff in it. And I'm like, listen, if you watch this movie and you see it from a thing where you're just like, oh my God, then you're fucked up. You're either some kind of weird Puritan who is like, oh my God, or you're a fucking pervert because there's nothing in there that's, it's so innocent. It's not even. Yeah. There's, there's several, uh, sexual. And when I say that, I don't mean like, titillating but dealing with uh the you know human anatomy in some way Just but there's you there's know. several scenes like that and they're all done they're they're all done innocently there's yeah. you know there's ingomar trying to spy on barrett um there's uh there's that there's the scene with floyd um there's him getting his dick stuck in the bottle even though you know <laughs> And the, and the and the whoever it is, I don't even know who it was. Some woman's just trying to help him get his cock out of the bottle. Yeah. And it, it, but and you know, and then there's the the uncle uh, acting like a dog, 
and then trying to go up his wife's dress and stuff. But it's all like nothing is nothing is done distastefully at all. Um, right. And it's something that I, I don't know if I would specifically take this and show it to a seven, eight, nine year old. But I mean, you know, for, for a, a movie, you know, that's some of the stuff that made it entertaining is you saw um, even from a little boy's perspective, watching his uncle, you know, uh, and, and, and his aunt dancing or his uncle kind of copping a feel or something like that. But he doesn't see it like, Oh yeah. You know, he's a little boy. Mm-hmm. He thinks it's funny. Uh, that's like when he <laughs> smacks that woman on the ass. I mean, he doesn't know what he's doing and she just laughs. She thinks it's funny or him, you know, he goes and watches her pose for a, um, an artist that's doing a sculpture but it's that's that boy curiosity. It's not like he's sitting there getting a and jacking off or something. Right, so right. anyway, it's very all very innocent, and and I like that they put that stuff in there because as far as you know, being an adult watching this movie, it it, it makes it more fun to watch too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what's what's some of your uh, thoughts the, on this film? What I what I really enjoyed was I like that the 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 quirky like upper crust you get of it you have all these like interesting one-off almost characters his uncle is kind of a goof you know but in a in in an endearing way he's he's a goalie but he's always getting like hit in the head and he's not very good Uh, goalie for on a soccer team um you have uh the you know the little girl that wants to she's very worried that she's going to get kicked off the team if anybody knows she's a girl so she's trying to hide that and it's all very innocent there. They have the Franzen guy on his roof all the time, and everybody just flips their shit when he finally gets off the roof. And I love, I love that where everybody's just watching him. He's like, "I'm not, I'm not getting out until you everybody leaves." Yeah. <laughs> um, I never understood the whole thing about like going and getting an ice cold water and just yeah. and taking a bath or whatever, just but lounging. What, um, what was what what I really appreciate about it is, you know, that part is entertaining, but I like the kind of somber underneath that it has, you know. I mean, we are dealing with, uh, we are seeing a story of a kid, you know, a, a young kid dealing with his, you know, his mom's mortality. And his his way of comparing it is very unique in that, you know... Well, the, going even going back to the title, "My Life as a Dog," because he's always bringing up that the dog that was shot into space by Russia. Because you know, this dog, when, on, on the surface level, this dog's a hero. It had a, a an interesting life there, where it's the an animal in outer space. But in reality, yeah, great. You know, the dog was, didn't know what the fuck was going on. The dog was thrust into this, you know. This, be horrifying, probably. Right, especially for a dog, because you can't say, "Oh, by the way, it's going to feel like this and this, and it's not going to be fun for a little while." But then you're going to float around, and by the way, we're not giving you any food or <laughs> ways to uh, clean yourself, so you're just going to shit yourself and starve to death. Um. So, but the the him his optimistic way of look looking at it is, you know, he's reading of the the. The, mo- the motorcycle stuntman who died trying to jump over buses. He's like, well, you know, my things things are tough here right now, but you gotta you gotta keep it in perspective and look that other people have there's there's shittier things going on, and it's always these interesting little things like 
about a, a news story about a guy who saw Tarzan and died trying to swing on electrical wire. Um, <laughs> but it's always these. It, it's it's a weird little way of presenting it, but it was interesting. Um, the uh, the spaceship thing was funny. Um, and like I said, the boxing thing was. I like the I like the the ultimate payoff with that, which was it, it was cool. That was it was a, a cute little ending, um, and the whole progression of the relationship with uh, with with is it Barrett or Barrett or the blonde yeah, the bombshell right. and the sculptor and the payoff with him was really funny too. And everybody, everybody's laughing as he's driving his truck by, but um, I thought the whole movie, I felt like the whole movie was going to be his summer in this town. And um, but it's not because we we get we get a wake up call, and you kind of see, you know, through his eyes like uh, dealing with regret. You know, it's it's a it's a quaint little way to do it. But for his whole life, he's probably going to regret some of the last you know the the moments there, and you know he even though he had fun, he has he he feels bad for not you know, sharing properly, that sort of thing. So, um, and I'd be, you know, it's, it's one of those things you're, you're interested to see what ultimately happens to him also. Um, it'd be cool to, you know, to know what, what, what his teenage years were like or anything like that. So and that's about all I have. Well, good for you. Now let's, <laughs> let's, um, why don't we rate these two or this, See, this is why you do this part. Oh, what would you rate this movie? I give this movie a 10. 10? I loved it. There you go. I, this this one will be on my all-time favorite list, and I will share it with other people. And Excellent. I think that even though it is a, a subtitled movie, uh, I think that um, – I mean – I the whole thing. I was just sitting there. Just uh, I really enjoyed it. I there was nothing. I can't think of anything in it that I did not like. Uh, the ups and downs. Uh, just it just made me. F- it's it's a feel good movie. It has some stuff in it that just that that uh, I will say this. Toward the end, I got a little bit. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Got a little bit uh, misty eyed. A little bit when. You, when you- you when know. a movie can move you to some sort of emotion besides just frustration yeah. or anger, I guess it's a good thing, right? Yeah. Um, so the, the director, Hallstrom, he actually, um, he's done, uh, I've seen I've seen few of his movies that I enjoy. It makes me want to find more. I mean, he did, uh, he did What's Eating Gilbert Grape, um, Cider House Rules, which I remember enjoying, The Shipping News, which I don't know that I ever saw, but it, it, that's the Kevin Spacey one, I think. Choke a lot, which I never saw, but um, he, he, there's one I think you enjoyed salmon fishing on the Yemen, right? Yeah, with he did that. But he did this one's been on my radar recently, uh, and I didn't know he directed it until until I looked it up. But the uh, the Richard Gere movie, the H- Hachi a Dog's Tale. I own that one. I bought that at um, like a flea market or something, but I haven't watched it yet. It's oh, it's on inst- it's on Prime. Maybe I'll watch that because. Mm-hmm. It it looks like I'd fucking cry on this one. So I just hope that he doesn't try and stick the dog up his ass. <laughs> you better really grease that one. Did up. you hear about that story? The whole you know the the gerbil thing. thing? Yes, that yes. Stallone was after all these years. It's come out that Sylvester Stallone's the one that made up that fucking story. Sly, we need some answers. They were on um, 
Lords of Flatbush, and uh, they got like I guess they must not have got along, and they actually got in a fist fight, I think. Jesus. And um, then Gear left the movie, and Stallone made up this this fucking story. Supposedly, I read that uh, eh, a while back, and then um, it took on an urban legend. I uh, I give this movie. I didn't read it yet. I give it a two. You know, I give it a three. Uh, you know, no, I like um, the little kid. Is it's it's it could be tough for little kids to take these sort of roles. He never did a whole lot. Uh, you know, a couple TV things in this. That was it. Um, his uh, Anton Glanzelius. Uh, he's about my age. Um, but he, you know. He's the driving force of the movie, and he's entertaining enough. Um, very good direction to it, um, and it's a it's a cute little story. I give it a I give it an eight point five. I was leaning towards eight, but you you've peer pressured me into raising that score. So. <laughs> eight point five. I, I I like it quite a bit. I'd never seen it either, so um, glad we uh, did this one. So awesome. Let's take a break and come back and talk about two thousand three's Goodbye Lennon. We'll be right back. Yay! Yay! Do you find yourself looking for a different type of genre podcast? Uh huh. Do you find yourself on the weekends wondering when? you will find that one film that might change your life. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Well, then maybe you should check out The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema with your host Big Willie and the Samurai. Oh, never heard of it. Bringing class to the trash since 1977 and rocking the house. You can find The Gentleman at ggtmc.com. to the trash. I hate this song. Rachel Hunter is in the video. She has very thick hair. I like to just grab it. Should we keep playing this? <laughs> okay. Ooh, that's a good picture of her. Look at that. Holy shit. I just think of Rod Stewart dragging his 70-year-old balls over her face. <laughs> it's not fair. They're not together anymore. Still not fair. I'll never get her. I'll never get Stacy's mom. All right. Um, what are we doing? Goodbye, Lennon. I almost said my life is a dog again. Um, I don't think think we'd synopsize the last movie. Would you like we to did. synopsize this one? You fell down on the on the job. I, I'm stumbling. In 1990, to protect his fragile mother from a fatal shock after a long coma, 
a young man must keep her from learning that her beloved nation of East Germany. Why didn't I do that as the fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> East Germany, as she knew it, has disappeared. <laughs> Directed by Wolfgang Becker. I the perfect ah, opportunity. I can't, I can't fucking do it. Arnold at all. I can't do Arnold. What's it you could do it? I, you can do it. You can. You got to. You got to. You got to dig down deep in the singing and uh, the thinking the German and the Austria and the dating ways with Franco. Get the pump. Hiding Louis' t-shirt. Um. So this is starring, as I said, Daniel Brühl. Um, Brühl. Um, and some other people that I didn't recognize. Yeah. yeah. Just lots of I re- it did take me a few minutes to figure out who the fuck he was, and I was like, I know this guy from somewhere. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff lately. So yeah, he's Inglourious trying to fuck Bastards. Shoshana. Yeah, and he was in Rush. He was very good in Rush. Yeah. Did you see Rush? What's Rush? Ru- the the race car movie with. No, uh, I didn't see that. I was thinking, oh. oh, goddamn, uh, Jason Patrick, fucking uh, uh, drug uh, thing, Rush. No, oh, it's got it's got Thor. And Daniel Brühl and Olivia Wilde is in it. I like Olivia Wilde. I know. You, you dig it. It's good. It's a good little movie. It's the first movie I watched on my 1080 TV. Wow. Yeah. Um, he did something in the, the Bourne Ultimatum. Did you watch it, it and then go drive your car really fast? My car doesn't go fast. <laughs> I drive a fucking toaster. The window fell down. <laughs> <laughs> the window fell down. <laughs> and I taped it up like that chick with the Honda Civic in that movie we did last yeah, week. Yeah, <laughs> God. But it fucking fell down the next day. Um, so Mr. Brule's been busy ever since he put out this movie. Motherfucker's in about eight movies a year. Um, and he's younger than me. Motherfucker. Um, so, yeah, Goodbye Lennon. You now, just apply yourself. If I just apply myself, I might not work retail someday. <sighs> so Goodbye Lennon was a – I saw this movie – uh, at the in the theater when I w- with the theater that I was involved with for a decade or so, um, it's one of the movies I saw there, and uh, I remember quite liking it. I bought the DVD, but I hadn't watched it in quite a, quite some time, and it's been on the on the proverbial silver and gold roadmap for, yeah, for roadmap. since the since the intro, just because I wanted to watch it again. So <laughs> we have a roadmap. I want to kind of. It's gravel um, with potholes. <laughs> we just we're lazy, so we just ask everybody else to pour it in the <laughs> for us. Um, but uh, so as as uh, Zom was so eloquently eloquently put, um, this is uh, the story of Alex uh, Daniel Brule and um, his family uh, living in. The very end of the German Democratic Republic. Democratic? What does GDR stand for? They weren't democratic. They weren't. But what does GDR stand for? Uh, it's probably some German term that I don't know. Dick Blickers. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. The German Democratic Republic. Was it? Yeah. Or the Global Depository Receipt. It's not that. Um, <laughs> so... Well, then again, we're not really democratic either, so I don't know what the fuck I'm pounding my fucking stupid chest. Yeah, we're commies right here. America! Wait, commies. Um, but the uh, the movie opens, um, it's kind of kind of in flashback. 
Um, I really like the the sterile looking postcard images. It's almost like um, they almost look like a series of the old propaganda posters. Uh, they're showing all the linen statues and stuff like that, and the credits are kind of they're 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 animated into these postcard images, which was pretty cool. But um, we start in the late '70s, and we get we get uh, voiceover in this one too. Uh, so it's another young uh, another young hero of the movie. Um, quote unquote hero, I guess, but I guess he's more of a, I guess he's a hero in this, the end, the, the, the protagonist, if you will, but, um, if you will, he, uh, the protagonist, baby, (laughs) this, uh, this doesn't, when I think of Germany and communist Germany, I think of Dusty Rose, baby, (laughs) this is Baron von Raschka. I bet he elbowed the shit out of von von Raschka a few times. No, nah, he just um, held his elbow up, and and von Raschke <laughs> ran into him. Raschke's head, just like wow, 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 attracted right to guys, it. guys, you know, yeah. Why didn't they just run away from his elbow instead of running into it? <laughs> Dusty was fast. Yeah, he was very quick. You couldn't even see that he was moving. <laughs> flip flop and fly. Flip flop and fly was his big titties. <laughs> flip flopping and flipping. So, whose under titty uh, cheese smelled worse, him or Abby's? Oh. Uh, I'd say the butcha. He had the wraparound titties. <laughs> Fun for everybody. <laughs> Full of hepatitis. <laughs> he stored extra hepatitis under Hep there. Cheese. <laughs> um, so, movie starts in late seventies. We get the voiceover. Um, Alex explaining how proud he, you know, his family is of the, the day the first German flies into outer space. Um, but this day, coincidentally, is the day that his family falls apart. Um, he, uh, you see, his mom being questioned um, for, you know, for the the husband who is not present visiting capitalist nations in the West, um, and mom tells the kids because um, the dad had, had traveled a few times. Um, Basically tells the kids that you know your dad's met somebody uh, in the West. He's not he's not coming back. Uh, you know we're by ourselves now, and mom is traumatized by this. Wait a minute. And oh, go ahead. What? No, go, th- go ahead. Um, mom's traumatized by this, and she has, uh, I, I guess, a breakdown. She stops. She stops speaking entirely. Um, it's it's for for quite a while, but when she finally. Uh, snaps out of it, she kind of puts her, she has this renewed energy, not for her her family so much, not that she's a bad mother, but she has, her renewed energy goes to being a proper uh, a member of socialist society. She's outspoken, she writes political articles, she's she leads i don't they're kind of like boy scouts i don't know exactly what they are they wear these blue you know they sing they it's like the nazi youth i guess um but not that they're nazi but you know what i mean but she um she puts all of her strength into this now and they don't speak of the father anymore and you know the 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 belief we have is that you know she's so distraught by what the father has done to the family that's why they don't speak of him and but it's it's interesting kind of how things, you know, what we you, you you gradually learn, maybe without them explaining it, why she might be behaving the way she did or that sort of thing. But um, 
you know, we, we, we have this, this view of this strong East German country. Mom's very proud. There's, you know, I like the, I like the way it's filmed with right here because it's, it's still the same actress, but they, you know, they do the, they do the filtering, make it look like old home videos, stuff like that. But, uh, we get 10 years later. So we're, we're at the end of 1988 and, um, we see Alex now grown, probably 19, 20 years old. And he's just like sitting drunk on a, on a fucking park bench. Um, so much you know, potential. He had all these aspirations of being a cosmonaut. He was light. He was doing the rocket ships in class, and and now he's just getting drunk on a bench. Um, nothing has really changed at all. Like mom, besides, and, well, mom hasn't changed at all either. Uh, but she doesn't see it that way. So it's like East Germany is still very stagnant. And this is, you know, th- this is kind of what you see with the with the how the communist nations kind of evolved. They, they're very, everything kind of stays the same. Everything always looks kind of bland. And this is, this is film cinematically speaking. I, I, I de- obviously didn't experience it firsthand, but, um, and she is almost like, well, there are parts of North Carolina that are kind of like that. It's true. I mean, well, where I live is like, it's like 1950. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, wait a minute. 19, 19- 39 maybe 38 Ugh. um the <laughs> but where things really haven't changed in the nation mom hasn't changed in that respect but she is still as uh as, as strong a supporter of the of the republic as ever she's still very active but you know their apartment still looks like it did in 1978 and Alex is kind of a loser, and um, you know it's just. But th- that's just kind of how the the country is just a kind of, kind of stagnant. That's how that's how kind of how it worked. You're you're given your station, and you go to work, and you contribute, and you go home. And um, kind of like what we do. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, but you know, little known, little known to to mom. Alex is going out and participating in uh, uh, free press demonstrations, like protests. But she uh, she sees him getting basically assaulted at one of these things. And now I don't know if he had been to a lot, or I, I, I don't remember. But she she you know, she gets out of a cab because of the demonstration is holding it up, and she's gonna needs to be somewhere. But she sees him and. All of this stuff just rushes to her, and she collapses. It's like when your dad saw your tattoo. When my dad saw my tattoo or found <laughs> out that I'm gay, he, <laughs> he just collapsed. He just collapsed. Um, <laughs> and unlike this, I didn't try to make it seem like anything else. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, let me know when he's better. Um, <laughs> no, no. My dad didn't collapse. I love life. He... Um, <laughs> You know, I don't know if maybe she she's reliving this traumatic experience of her husband disappearing. Uh, I'm going to draw that out for a second. Um, but you know, something about seeing her son brings something back, and it it all comes rushing to her. And we learn at the hospital that she's had a heart attack, but she laid in the street for so long because nobody really took care of her that she falls into a coma, and she's in a coma for you know a few months, eight or nine months. And but while she's asleep, 
the shit hits the fan. The you know the the leader of Germany resigns. The Berlin Wall falls. This is you know we move into eighty nine, and uh, and I love that like sequence of all the things that his mom misses. Uh, the when you know his first trip to uh, West Germany was to, to go to a porn shop. Yeah, the, chick, and the giant tits and whipped cream. Yeah, all of the all of these guys in these plain like brown suits just standing in this store staring at this woman with giant fake tits just smearing whipped cream all over the place. Um, <laughs> but it's a nice little montage that. there. You know, sis, his sister. I don't remember what she was doing. She was majoring in something, but she's decided to quit, and she gets a job at Burger King. Now, I don't know if you were making so little in East Germany just you know, due to being on government uh, uh, salary or whatever. Maybe Burger King was just paid just as well. I don't know. But um, it's, 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 it's really cool to see how fast this whole thing changed. It's like, you know... In, in less than two years, it's like Germany became unified and was completely – the East was completely flooded with this – with the Western culture, which was kind of cool to see. Um, Alex gets a job selling satellite dishes door-to-door because people can get, finally get real TV, not government television. Um, how did you like that industrial club they went to with dudes with the oh, fucking hockey masks? God. It's like if I would have walked out, I'd have been like, can we go back to fucking communism? <laughs> but, um, the very you know, strange people over there. Like the music is very strange. <laughs> That's one thing I, uh, I've, I've appreciated about this movie is, is those changes you see. And I, I like, I like seeing the overnight differences with the, the, the grocery store and the, um, the all of the 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 quote unquote old guard, yeah, you know these guys. The culture shock, you know. Yeah, we, you know these guys that were lived all of their lives. Not they're you know now they're you know they're old men. You have the guy that was the teacher, you know he was a state uh, employed, obviously uh, teacher who now doesn't really have a job anymore because you know you can go to private school and all this shit and. Um, he's, he's an alcoholic. You have the older guy who doesn't have a job anymore because now he's too old. I mean, he would have had a job before, but, you know, all he does is wander around and, um, I guess he's watching TV. Is that his TV you hear? And then you have the woman that lives downstairs who always, uh, transcribes, uh, Alex's mom's, uh, uh, letters to, you know, various magazines or whatever, uh, she she just gone crazy and got, got fucking big hair and <laughs> trashy looking clothes. But um, so Alex in his job meets a uh, a, a guy. The, the the his job pairs up one person from the east and one person from the west to sell these satellite dishes. And the guy he's paired up with um, is a uh, an aspiring filmmaker. <laughs> And he makes these really douchey like wedding videos, <laughs> but I love the I love the part when he's like, "Did did you see it? Did you see it? It's the it's the famous cut from 2001." Yeah, because when we first did that, I was like, "What the fuck's he talking about?" I yeah, the, the cake awesome. represents the spaceship. <laughs> but so mom uh, wakes up. This is uh, you know Alex is they're all moving on with their lives. And when she wakes up, the doctor's like, you know, she's gone through a, sh- a lot of shit. We don't know how healthy she is. She's been in a coma for eight months. She's, she, you know, she had a serious heart attack. 
we've really got to, you know, we've got to keep her from getting any kind of shock. And I feel like I'm telling a lot here, but really this is like, this is the, the setup to a majority of this movie. This is only like the first 20, 25 minutes. So 30 minutes maybe. Um, so when mom wakes up, you know, it's, it's, he's, he, Alex feel, now feels tasked to keep her safe. And I feel like that's the kind of relationship they had that he, since, since his dad was not present, he kind of felt responsible, like he needed to care for at least his mom, if not the entire family. You know, by the time she wakes up, sister's pregnant again. She's already had a child, but she's got this real, like, kind of douchebag boyfriend <laughs> who, <laughs> who dances in his underwear and fucking tans nude. I don't know why you would do that, because if you got fucking burned on your cock and balls, that would just be the worst. Like that brown dick. Ugh. But, um... The she you know she's got to avoid excitement, so he is now for the rest of the movie trying to figure out how to hide the fact that Germany is Germany is now unified that the uh, the the republic no longer exists because she was so um, that was her life and he's 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 terrified that if she finds out again she's going to have another heart attack and 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 not be with them anymore so. But um, you know, it's it's funny seeing in this how how fast the fashion changes. Um, his in uh, the little things he's trying to do. Um, I like his quote. You know, overnight our gray store was transformed into a colorful product paradise. Um, so he's always on the hunt for these spreewood gherkins. Yeah, <laughs> these, these very boring looking pickles that his mom always wants, and he can't <laughs> find them anymore. And all he can find are these pickles from the Netherlands. So he just keeps boiling bottle uh, cans and like re recanning them for her. <laughs> but um, you know, it's some of the interesting things, like them discovering this abandoned apartment. You know, people after after the wall fought, fell. People are just like, well, fuck! I'm not living in this shithole anymore. I'm going, I'm, <laughs> I'm going west. Um, but you know, and the, it's got this, it's got this cute, quirky little story. There's some really funny things, like the 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 giant Coca-Cola banner, which was a great moment. Um, the uh, the little news broadcasts that they kind of put together, um, and uh, it's and there's some there's some there's some parts too that are kind of touching you know and i don't i this this the second or i guess the last act of this movie is is hard to talk about without spoiling anything but there's a there's a pretty there's a tough scene at a uh at the burger king drive-in um yeah that and, and i like putting yourself in in these people's shoes well in one of their shoes is kind of you know you're like oh my god that was and then and then, and then the ultimate decision made and um, and there's a great little moment near the end. You know, I like that. I like when they go to the the house, like you know, the the vacation house they used to have. But and there's a great little moment at the very end where it's like this this understanding look, like you know, I know, I know what's going on, kind of thing. And and, and it's 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 a it's a nice little nice little thing. But um, Daniel Bruhl's really good in it. Um, this is largely his. Um, it's a uh, his you know his sister's okay she's not she's not in it a ton it's funny seeing her hair <laughs> change through the thing but but his mom is the other 
um, when she's when she's awake. Um, she's another strong part of the movie, and I, I, I like the I like the direction they took with this whole thing. So, all right, what did you think of this one? Well, let me see. I I just found out something that was very interesting. Okay, I guess you know uh, from watching and reading a lot about uh, Stalin and the revolution and all that shit uh lenin had uh, a stroke and he was in pretty bad shape for a couple of years and the premise of this movie comes from those that time um because he was in the same situation that the mother was in mm. and so stalin would have them print up newspapers and shit like that that would only have like good news and everything and present it, you know, give it to him and do uh, radio reports and stuff like that of that how is, everything's going great. And that was a great was, moment with this, with the statue of Lenin. Well, yeah, well, uh, I thought that helicopter. was really cool. Yeah. I did have, I thought that the movie was a little long. Yeah. I thought two hours was a little, but, but I will say this while I was watching it and thinking that I I was like, you know, I'm kind of in a shitty mood. (laughs) And so it really does affect, you know, how you're watching. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I turned it off like, uh, three or four different times. Cause I was like, uh, come on, let's wrap this up. But not because uh, I don't think it was bad. I love the concept was really good. I just thought that it drug on, um, I liked. The, um, it's it's it has a, a a flabby middle, as the gents would like yeah, to say. Yeah, it did, and it, it kind of started losing me because I felt like they were just kind of going over the same stuff over and over. And I knew yeah. they had to develop it because you know it was happening over a period of time, and you wanted to you know show that. But um, I wanted them to get to it, <laughs> you know, yeah. at least that night when I was kind of like, okay, come on, let's go. Um, I thought that he did a good job, and and I did at the very beginning. I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" I know I've seen him <laughs> before. Um, I liked the uh, how they when they did the newscasts and stuff like that, and they would have little things where they would start to be like, "Okay, three, two, one," and the guy would start to talk, and the picture in, on the back wall of the news thing would like fall off the wall and shit like that it was pretty <laughs> funny. Um, I guess I kind of got it to, uh, uh, and, and like I said, after reading, you know, that this was something that kind of actually happened uh, with Lennon, uh, I could see where they got the this, this story from and everything, but I thought it was kind of like, okay, I don't know. I mean, it, the, the, he went to such lengths that it was almost absurd, yeah. you know, like the apartment and, uh, and I, I did like the part where they fucking she told spun the story about how she had saved up all this money, and uh, they were and and then it was like a quest to find to find this money and that they were going to have all this fucking money and be because they had to convert it. It yeah. was there was a time limit on it because they weren't going to accept the jur- the the I don't know if it was the mark or yeah, but I I, yeah. I like how that panned out and uh, yeah. how even his uh, his girlfriend he was so pissed. But his girlfriend was just like, you know, just laughing about it because it was kind of like a not a fool's errand, but uh, you know, it just 
it's kind of like uh, Ricky Morton said that if he fell in a barrel of titties, he'd come out with his dick in his hand. You know, <laughs> it's sort of like that kind of a thing. So, you know, it's like, well, why get upset? But he was, you know, I could see why you would get upset. Yeah. Um, I thought everybody did a good job and everything. That's that, that was my only, my only um, thing with the entire movie was that it was just like you said, kind of got a little flabby in the middle. And I thought that they kind of, uh, treaded over the same ground uh a little bit too long and you know um but i i also liked it's it's a time capsule definitely and shows you know there's a lot of people that probably if you don't pay attention to the news or history and stuff like that that you know it kind of shows uh it's it's a it's a cool period of time because you see how shitty things were and how bland and how, Mm -hmm. and then like how she, the mother was where she's like almost like a zealot, even though things were shitty, uh, clinging to that, that crap that they're being fed, you know, whether it's, whether it's the crap that we're being fed over here right now, or the crap they're being fed (laughs) to just, to just sit back. That's one thing that I hate is people that, that, you know, the, uh, you know, Hey, love it or leave it. You know, or uh, my country right or wrong and all that shit. I hate that shit because that's just being a stupid fucking drone. You know, you're just following along. Um, But it's it's a cool period of time because you see that and then you see what uh, what happens and and that these people, they're almost living in a in a bubble. Mm -hmm. It would be like today if North Korea, if they just said, "Okay, we're going to fucking open the borders. And they're living in such a close society that uh, we can't even imagine that. Because, and I think with the, with the internet and stuff today, um, it's becoming harder and harder for these people to to li- to to uh, pull the wool over their people's eyes. Because that's one thing they said with like North Korea. They they one thing that they try and do is smuggle like cell phones and iPads and shit in there. Because the more information these people get, they're like, wait a minute. Hey. Hey, wait a minute. I want some big fucking fake tan titties with whipped cream all over them, dude. I'm sick of Spreewood Spreewood gherkins. (laughs) Yes, Spreewood gherkins. And that's what's funny is she was just so, you know, such a fucking true believer that she would. And and I guarantee it, it, it was like probably shitty bland crappy food that was really so oh, and cheap. the the whole the whole thing with them having to being on the waiting list to get a new car yeah and she was like she was overjoyed that they could get their car in in 3 years they were yes. on the waiting list for 3 years and then they end up getting a, a Honda Element <laughs> oh no one felt <laughs> but it was it's a good movie it's 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 an interesting movie and everything and it's yeah. got a lot of fucking humorous and funny shit in it um his girlfriend was cute i liked her and she didn't wear a bra a few times with her nurse outfit which was kind of cool i, I don't know uh, I, I don't know how i would react because it's kind of like i guess from his perspective it's like you know i don't he he knew how fanatical his mother was a a normal person if something like that would have happened it wouldn't it would but i mean she was so fanatical that she actually physically it physically manifests itself to the point she almost died just by seeing that her son 
was well, not a be. fucking <laughs> communist, you know, or whatever. Uh, well, you know, and you, but you have to wonder, like I said, her actions at the beginning and the, and that. When you learn more and more, it's probably it, it, is it is it is it shock or is it something? Is it is it some, another emotion she's experiencing? Yeah, it's just it's when it comes down to it, it's she she just you know she was heartbroken and yeah. and uh, she used that as an excuse to she uh, her country became her her lover. You know, yeah. it's like oh, you fucking. But she, you know, he was he he took it upon himself to be her protector. Yeah, and he nobody spend it, just it, to it, let her fucking. Uh, I don't know. Just deal well. And the, even well, no, the sister and all of them were like, "Jesus Christ!" Come yeah, on. nobody else wanted to take part in it. You know, this is getting a little bit ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. And he was just he was just horrified that he you know he lost his dad when he was eight or nine and I guess he was afraid to lose her too you know you need That's... to march up there and d- tell her to fucking <laughs> you know get up off her ass and go and uh, and maybe do, do go to the gym and work out and get drink a Coca Cola drink the Coca Cola um, <laughs> rub the whipped cream on your titties yeah I was gonna, I was gonna say something about the other movie but I I don't want to give some well we'll talk about it off the air It'll okay be a okay. private conversation but um. Yeah, it was good. Liked it. I, I I had heard the name of this movie, but I mm-hmm. I had never uh I never seen it. Didn't know anything about it. And I'm glad that you brought it to my attention. Yeah, I got another quirky little one around from the same time. We'll have to do sometime called Kitchen Stories. Another uh, either Finnish or Swedish. I think I have that one. That one's pretty cool. I think so. I bought that at the at the fucking uh, big lots. market in uh, oh. Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll have to do that one sometime. It's another, it remi- these, the, they remind me of each other because they're kind of from the same time. I saw them around the same time. A little jerk. He should have fucking. Uh, he could have. He could uh, just. I, I don't like that he um, tried to force himself on Shoshana. She had enough going on. <laughs> he couldn't compete with uh, her boyfriend anyway. God, she was so gorgeous, yeah. and in fucking beginners too. Hans Landau was, I mean, that, that's like one of those, I, I just, he was the, the perfect for that part. Um, when he is, when they're eating that goddamn strudel and he's doing <laughs> all that shit. And when he sticks, that's that, that, that just should like the, they're eating this beautiful, beautifully prepared, fucking strudel it's just the flaky crust and the whipped cream and the you know the cinnamon apple and all this stuff would be so good and then it just shows the grossness of him being a not like the nazi thing where he just takes his cigarette and just snuffs it out in the middle i was like yeah so i i always hated like when you go in a restaurant and somebody would take like their cigarette and you'd see the table after they got up and left and they'd like smash it down in the food or throw it in their drink or something like Ugh! but um when he finally walks away and she can, she just like, it's yeah. like has this breath. Like she's, like like she's, she's been holding her breath. Yes. Oh my God. That was so great. But that was another movie. I get. Yes, it was. Me. Oh, Daniel Brule's full name is Daniel Cesar Martin Brule Gonzalez Domingo. <laughs> he kind of had he was, some German and, uh, yeah, he was born in Spain. Yeah. So he must have Spanish, Spanish parent and German parent. So, but yeah, you would like him in Rush. Um, Who does he play I, in that? 
the the other driver. Isn't um, that Nicky Lauda? And who's the other guy? He plays. Yeah, he plays Lauda. Okay. James Hunt oh. is is Chris Helmsworth. He plays Nicky Lauda. Is he on steroids? Nicky Lauda. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> um, the world's biggest race car driver. Yeah, he he probably yeah. He probably is. He probably he probably dabbles in HGH. Oh, I guarantee he is. Um, but uh, I, you I know, know Bruhl's... these things because I go to the I go and prepare, and you know, you spend enough time in the gym and stuff, you know what you need to do. It's <laughs> large. Anyway, but I like Bruhl. He's know. he's an interesting dude, and and uh, you know, he's good in this. And uh, but yeah, definitely check out Rush. Too. Was this like his his coming out movie? Yeah, it was. He I, he was in some like. TV stuff before this. Um, he was in a couple movies. I don't know if they were like starring roles because yeah. he was in quite a bit of shit between like 2000 and 2003. But with this, when this hit in 03, um, it was like seriously like he's in multiple movies a year after that. Well, we'll say this in Inglorious Bastards. I mean, that's one thing. They did, they did not make him a total. He really wasn't a shit heel at all. He was just like a yeah. guy who was just like a girl. And he was in the Bourne Ultimatum. I don't know who he was in that movie, though. I have to go back and watch that one. Um, is that the one with uh, that one? Is, did that one have Damon in it? Or that was that Damon. One? Yeah, okay. I think it was the third, the third of them. Because I watched the one with Hawkeye in it too. I can't I even see that one. I don't see. I don't. I don't know that I've seen anything else that he's done. Besides, besides. Uh, anyway. Um, what did you, well, we, let's rate it. We didn't even rate it. Um, I, you know, this, this is a, not a favorite of mine, but you know, I've liked it for a long time. Um, it's a solid little movie. It is too long. Like you were saying, huh? got the flabby gut like I do. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a cute, not little enough movie. Um, I give it a 7.75. Hmm. I was going to say an eight, but you liked there it more than I did, so I'll oh, give it did an I? eight. Okay, I thought it was good. Yeah, it's a solid movie. It's it's uh, just need to trim the fat. Worth seeing. Yeah, Jesus Christ! Just because you make a good movie doesn't mean it has to be two fucking hours or plus. You know, sometimes <laughs> you know you just trim it. Trim it. Should have um, killed that bitch off sooner. <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, no, I just you know I didn't the, mean her. The, the uh, we only got one feed sack this week, uh, so I'll read that real quick. It's from Jerry. Who's Jerry? Uh, Jer- uh, he wrote a couple weeks ago. Okay. Uh, Jerry says, "Tis the season." I don't know if this is a poem or not, but I'm going to try to read it as one. Tis the season for bad Santa, from Mrs. Santa's sister's ass, and my gift to you: ask the dust, dust day maybe. Ask Selma dust. Hayek. <laughs> Selma Hayek at her naked best in a great movie, but I hated the book. Happy holidays, Jerry. <laughs> there you go. That's our feed sack for the week. Yay! Thank you, sir. Selma Hayek. Um, you can always send us feed sack, and uh, and sorry to uh, Jeff. I am not playing your song because we don't have another break. But it was garbage, and they stink. Um, <laughs> the actual group garbage. Yes. I thought somebody put fucking Donzig on there. I th- they sent it too late. Mother. Anyway, the ne- uh, you can always send us feed sacks to two zero six three three nine sixteen hundred or silvergoldpodcast at gmail dot com and find us on iTunes, I if Stitcher. Ever did a version of Mother. 
And so, and silvaandgold.com. I'm not going to do it. And join our Facebook group or leave our Facebook group. Yeah, leave at it. Face, love it or Facebook leave it. Just like America. Slash groups slash Silva and Gold. Go to hell. Go to hell. <laughs> um, next, next week on this show, we are doing, um, we're going to do a couple, uh, we might change the name of it. Right now, we're doing some gritty California crime films. Californications. Yeah. Um, we're going to do a movie called Un Homme Est Mort, or The Outside Man, with uh, Jean-Louis Trintigrin <laughs> and <laughs> Anne Marguerite and Roy Scheider. And Angie Dickinson is in it, too. Um, that's from 1972. And we're going to do The Laughing Policeman. Not the French version. Maybe we should have done the French version. I want to do Walter Matthau. Okay, we'll do the la- the la- the American. I'll watch both of them, though. The Laughing Policeman know. from 1973. Matthau, Bruce Dern, Louis Gossett Jr. Bruce Dern. Yeah. Yeah, with a big mustache. All right. Yeah, See, he does like have a mustaches. fucking huge stash. I hate mustaches. Man, you gotta shave that fucking shit off your face and get that tattoo removed. I got a whole beard now. Gay boy. I got a beard. A gay beard. I have a, be- I have a beard. She's very nice. Is it bushy? <laughs> yeah. I don't Not even yet. have a beard. I can't even get a beard. <laughs> um, so the laughing policeman and the outside man for next week. Um, and I think that's about it. I am thirsty. I want apple juice or beer or both. Um <laughs> Uh, I, I think that's it. Tom. <laughs> Do you have anything else, sir? I have lots to say, but I'll save it for another day. Well, I guess until that other day, this is a loaf. Oot! Zom, like a beautiful butterfly, saying, 